Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Dubdome. Oh my god, did you see Doug Doug Dome? Doug Dome? Doug Dome? Oh Doug McCallum. Doug McCallum. Doug Dome. Doug Dome. 16,000 people. We're turning peace. We're turning Doug Dome into a giant mud bath. <laughs> I mean, Why I gotta tell you, I, I am taking a lot of heat on this one because I'm like smart. <laughs> I I think it's like I had France out filling in at CKNW this week and I had Francis Bula on and we got into it. And I was like, no, no, I, I totally see what's going on here. He's totally diverting the conversation away from all his foibles. Uh, and what other, what do the other guys have? I mean, now I remember him and I, who else is running for mayor in Surrey now? Hmm. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. and you know, guess what? All he has to say is, uh, excuse me. Uh, I built, I, Got a new police force, and I changed, and we built a SkyTrain. Uh, you know, don't tell me I can't do this. You know, they'll say, "Oh, well, you didn't do these things." And, hey, the two biggest things I promised in the last election, check them off. I mean, you know, he's a very old-fashioned style politician, but you know what? It seems to work for him in Surrey because he keeps winning. I'm going to agree with you here, and I, I really believe that this is the epitome of what we started this podcast for. This is. Yeah. spin. This is how you take all of the attention away from the fact that you're expected in court for fraud and mischief uh, <laughs> and get people talking about a debate over whether it should be a 60,000 person stadium, what BC Place is like, or if it should be more like Safeco, because that's how I replied to it. I'm like, I actually think that we need a, a more like Safeco. And I did it with such sarcasm. And then people start coming at me. You should, you should put it... We need a stadium by the waterfront. That's what we need. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you mansplain <laughs> some more about sports in uh, Vancouver to me? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, okay, okay. But honest to God, like how masterfully uh, has this rolled out? I, you can take all the heat or people can come at you with all the heat they want. But in a crisis communication scenario, flip the script. And that's what McCallum just did. They flipped it. Flipped it. I don't want to bring up the guy down south who does it all the time, but he's been quite successful at it, uh, you know. And it's, but you know, in the case of Doug McCallum, I mean, he could he can argue that he, he people say, oh, "There's no money for that." Going, I said to Francis, and I'll say it to you, I'm saying to anybody, excuse me. First, you announce it, then you figure out the math on it. And here's the thing: uh, federal and provincial governments want to win in Surrey, in the Valley. They need Surrey. NDP needs Surrey. You don't think NDP is going to cough up some cash for this to win the next election? Of course they will. If the, yeah, if the that was polls, the argument. I'm, I, I can't imagine that he hasn't done some polling on this. Of course he has. But that's the, the argument that people were making. It's like the government owns BC Place. Why would they build? Why would they put money in another stadium for precisely the reasons like and, and stadium aside, but for precisely the reason you point out there, the NDP or mm -hmm. whatever provincial government needs the fastest growing corner of our province, which yep. is Surrey. I mean, it just, it just is. And, and where and do you so think? Me. Yeah, good. No, well, just We've the got downtown. Delay, it's like delay with you being on, at your beautiful lake. So, I know. <laughs> for those who are watching, 
my background's a painting and yours is a beautiful lake. I should get a painting of a lake and then I'll the same as you. Anyway, I'll, I'll take a picture for you. I, you've been here, so I don't feel bad. So <laughs> and then we'll be like in the same place. That's right. Uh, but, but what I was trying to put out there is is there there's a huge chunk of this province that isn't downtown yeah. centric, right? Like there's a big voting yeah. public who we get people saying all the time, don't we, George? We get people all the time who reach out to us at, at George underscore Affleck or at Jody Vance or at Unspun Podcast on Twitter, right? Underscore Affleck. Uh, who say like, why do you guys always talk about Vancouver? Well, we get frustrated by the politics of Vancouver because it's a <laughs> it's a big money hole uh, right now. But but in speaking to what we're seeing in Surrey, there are a lot of people who would be very excited about the concept of not having 100%. to come all the way downtown to see a concert 100%. and or not going 100%. all the way out deep into that. Right, right. There's a lot absolutely, here. absolutely. That is the thing. I don't think people are understanding this. Not only will they steal business away from GM Place. BC Place, or whatever, no, no, what's it called? Rogers Arena, BC Place, right. the, the Convention Center, the Pacific Coliseum, all four of those venues who rely a huge amount on people from south of the uh, Fraser, those people are going to go to the a new, and the boat show will move there, auto show, motorcycle shows, all those shows will totally. go there, home shows. Where does the home show want to be? In the place where they're building homes? Uh, or the place yeah. of building apartments. I mean, it's ridiculous. Or the place course, where it costs. You know, the math is there. The math is there. It's fifty bucks to park around BC Place. Okay, I'm exaggerating. It's forty dollars to park your car for an event down there. So on top of the cost of the event, on top of the cost, the ridiculous amount it is for a hot dog. Or if you went to the weekend concert, yeah. the weekend they ran out of water, so they sold people cups and said, "Line up at the water fountain." I mean that. That's the type of wow. uh, monopoly that's going on in that building. So don't even get me started on, on – and there are really great people that work in these venues. I'm not down on that. But the fact is mm -hmm. having a monopoly on anything – A lot of them live in Surrey. <laughs> Guess where they're going to work now. Right? And how about a place that isn't 60,000 people? How about a place that's somewhere in between the 19,000 and the 60,000? I think there's a huge argument for having a venue – like Safeco, because I did put that out there with some meaning behind it, because there's mm -hmm. every now and then it's floated that we should have a Major League Baseball team, but yet there's no place for one to play. I miss Empire Stadium. I don't know about you. It, it dates me, but I loved that place. I loved it. Oh, yeah. It was great for concerts and for football. Yeah, I, I, I think he's saying 60,000, but, you know, you don't have to hold him to that math. I, I, I believe this is no. going to get done. I really do. I think I totally could see – I can envision what he's, what he's saying – and I know people don't like Doug McCallum and they think he's whatever. Uh, I say this is smart. I think it's really, I don't think, and in Vancouver, it's complaining about it. Ah, it's ridiculous election problems. Yeah, you live in Vancouver. Of course, a new stadium in Vancouver is ridiculous. That's not what we're saying. This is Surrey. Yeah. This is the Valley. Yeah. This is where we have 20,000 people moving to every year, year in, year out. Come on. You're telling me that Let's there's not in the families and all that stuff. That's like crazy. Well, it's like anybody who's spent a, a significant amount of time living in this beautiful corner of the planet, which is what we have had the great fortune of you and I have had the fortune of, of doing, knows mm -hmm. that the growth is is wild to witness. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I look at the, the old pictures of downtown Vancouver. I don't really recognize the man, the Van Hatton. We'll get into the Van Hatton in a minute. But even yeah, oh, yeah. in Tawasson, where, where I grew up, uh, my family still lives out in Tawasson. Delta used to be mostly farming. I mean, I remember a time in Richmond, which where it was like 
all farmland. It was some of the most fertile land, but now it's all mm -hmm. condos because the density has just exploded and the population has exploded and the, the community is, is growing. And, and watching the communities in and around the lower mainland uh, become more metropolitan in their own right. Did you see the, the note um, Dylan Kruger put out on Twitter? Did you see that I said tweet? ouch to it. I said ouch. Well, <laughs> I got to find it. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, he said, he he, said basically, come on, Vancouver takes about three years to build a six-story building. Surrey just approved three towers in a week. Come on, you know, Vancouver. Right. So it, you're, 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 I think he said something like you're done or you're toast. What did he say? He's, he said, Vancouver is a city in decline. Vancouver squabbles with itself over building six stories on art arterials while Surrey approves three high rises a week. Vancouver is dead. The future is south of the Fraser. And that is Dylan, Dylan Kruger, who is a Delta city councillor, uh, born and raised and fighting to keep young families in our communities. He is the youngest uh, city council person at the time of his election. He was the youngest ever. Um, he's, he's a really great voice. And, and I replied to that um, tweet because I think it's a bold tweet for sure. And I said, I appreciate what you're saying here, Dylan, except for that last line, because where he said Vancouver is dead, the future is south of the Fraser. Having lived south of the Fraser, I, I can speak to living on both sides and Vancouver is not dead to me and I will fight for my city my born and raised Vancouverite grew up in Tawasin until they figure out that tunnel or that bridge I have a very big problem living south of the Fraser because if I'm late for my job I'm yeah. fired so there's that yeah. they're like we got it we got to we got to fix what's broken not cast barbs but I like the fact that Dylan's coming out swinging on just how brutal yeah. it is to and get anything done in Vancouver. Ugh. I'd be curious. I'd be curious. I see how he, what he thinks about the stadium. Has he comment? Because he's Delta. Delta is you know South Delta, North Delta. North Delta is basically Surrey, uh, and you know yeah. I think a stadium there would be also beneficial to Delta. So you're talking a I huge think so. area well, here and, and Langley. It's big, and you know there's that new casino going uh, where the town and country okay. used to be, just on the south side of the tunnel. Like that's going to be restaurants and obviously a casino, but also uh, probably a venue. I'm assuming. I'm not sure, but it's going to bring and people that would be right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. it's it's a much more inexpensive night out on the town from. South Surrey, White Rock, Tawasin, all around North Delta, Ladner, and there's some disposable cha-ching out there. People not wanting mm -hmm. to have to go all the way into town and, you know, struggling to get home at night. Like, it's a thing. It's true. It's true. And, you know, obviously it's election time and Dylan's doing his thing. He's obviously figuring out who his audience is. And Doug right. McCallum's figured out his for his Doug Dome or whatever you want to call him, McCallum City or <laughs> what do we call it? I, I, mean, know, I saw no. Doug, Jazz Doug Doug a Dome. whole bunch of yeah, Jazz did a thing on it. You got 100, 100 responses to that. What should we name it? You got 100 people with recommendations. Yeah. So uh, it just that resonates. And I think that you're getting coverage. So we talk about uh, you know media coverage and you can buy the ads or you can do something big and get PR. And that's what Doug McCallum's done. So and, and it's working, and so still that's what Dylan's doing too. too. Yep. And um, lots of traction on the 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 bomb that he dropped there, the the hot take that Vancouver is dead. And then uh, another, uh, it's Dale Flood chimed in here saying, "All over Burnaby, there are straight arm cranes too. Very impressed with the transit oriented development near Edmonds in the Millennium Line." And and we talk often about the. The difference in the skyline when you're driving into town and it's Vancouver and then it's Burnaby and Burnaby is like a little mini Manhattan, right? 
It is a two of them. Brentwood and is, Metropolitan. Built. They've got two Manhattans. Yeah. Yep. It's a lot. Well, let's talk about. Uh, we actually saw. I'm. I, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give props to the current mayor of Vancouver. You sitting down, George? You ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I am. <laughs> what? He he didn't write it in a press release. He he didn't write a letter. He had a press he conference to thank other people. Yeah, he did. He had a press conference uh, to do not a lot, but just he was there. He was present. I haven't seen him in a while, his, so it must be it must be. Yeah, uh, he, election he looked quite different. Actually, he had his, he had his hair all slicked back. Uh, yeah, and but the problem is what he said was what people don't want to hear, which is. We're gonna. It's gonna take longer than we thought to uh, dismantle yeah. the downtown east side, which we, you and I, have talked about in the show. And I've said, because I have obviously good connections, and and I've said there is a process they're going through with regards to photographing all the items and they're boxing it up and yep. putting it in storage, and they're being very, very careful about this because they don't want anybody to say the staff don't want anybody to say you stole my stuff or whatever. Uh, right. You know whether or not. And they're trying to do it with their stuff. And, and being ethical about it because. It's an absolute disaster that you, frankly, called 183 episodes ago. You said this is only getting worse. It's only going to grow. It's only going to get more dangerous. And it's only going to get harder to take apart with every single second. And we were starting this podcast when Oppenheimer Park was a real problem. And you said allowing this to grow is going to be a, an absolute nightmare for the city. And here we are. Mm -hmm. It's a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare. I feel for, for everybody. Yeah, and I wrote my column for Vancouver is awesome. That uh, this is a year and a half ago. I said, tent cities. Uh, I said specifically in tent cities and parks. Because I, I never foresaw that Hastings would be a tent city, but they would they would no. uh, exemplify the mayor's time in this in this four year term. It would be his Achilles heel, and it is. This is what's going to probably lose him. If he loses, it's because of this issue, one hundred percent. Right, and and, and, yeah. and him holding that press conference. Well, that's great. I don't think it's what people who are going to be voting and wanted to hear. I think they want, and Melissa came I watched on today, it. Melissa did. Yeah. That. She, she came on this afternoon and I followed her with Jean, Jean Swanson uh, on CKNW today. And, and, you know, Melissa's like, yeah, it's gotta be faster. And even though we know the facts, are, uh, it's not possible to do it faster, but it'll be done in about four weeks, just before the election. So we'll see how the mayor handles that, but that might be too late because, you know, the polling coming in is pretty hard. And I, I get some emails recently that are, you know, when you go on air uh, at CKNW, as you know, you get a bigger audience that are sending you information about stuff when you do a story. And so it's interesting to see all these people emailing me who are Kennedy Stewart supporters and saying, nope, not again. And they were Gregor Robertson supporters. And they're going, nope. Really? And they're saying they're they're going to go with Ken Sim, most of them are saying. There you go. Well, you, you did say that, you know, they were so close in that last election were Ken Sim and kennedy stewart what what was it like mm -hmm. 700 votes or whatever votes or 700, uh, I think 900 yeah like I, I under a thousand let's say yeah it was under a thousand but I, so now it, it remains to be seen how motivated voters might be given how captive yeah. we've all been these last two years paying attention to a news cycle that we never did i mean you and i did but but joe and mm -hmm. jim public probably didn't and now it's like mm -hmm. really hard to miss what's broken. I mean, and and looking at uh, back to back to the downtown east side, and and mm -hmm. you know, there's there's literally nowhere for anybody to go. They've opened like I was watching Global News, and 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 I don't know these numbers. I haven't independently confirmed what the numbers are, but it's like 
they've opened 45 SRO spaces for the hundreds of people who are living in tents down on the downtown east side. Like, there's no place for people to go. And I'm going to go back to a tweet from uh, back with the Celebration of Light was on. And you went to one of those cabanas, the VIP tents down at the Celebration of Light. It's not like we don't have the technology to provide some semblance of temporary shelter that isn't. Well, you sound like Gene Swanson as, now, but okay. Okay, is that what she said? I didn't hear it today because obviously I'm yeah, at the lake enjoying by, myself. City, yeah, uh, remind us that. Uh, she was said by, by Canby Bridge, that space that we have there. <laughs> Are you drinking? Is that booze? No, it's a San Pellegrino. Okay. No sugar. Little rhubarb vodka, gin in there. Little rhubarb gin in there. <laughs> How did you know, George? Because <laughs> I, know, I know what you like. Um, no, it's... it's uh, <laughs> What you I we, I talk about this all the time. And I get heat from you know people like Sarah Blythe, and I talk about Michael Schellenberg's book, the San Francisco, and his his a big part of that book is talks about talks about the housing first doesn't work. It's not about the housing, and it's obviously it's a core. It's but he talks about policing a lot and about arresting people who are the really bad people. Those two hundred people that we know exist that are mostly down on the downtown east side, um, who are. Have been arrested fifty times in the last six months. The prolific offenders. Over, the one, the prolific yep. offenders are stealing bikes, they're selling drugs, they're yep. selling weapons. These are the people like these machetes. You know where? Where? What is? Where are these machetes coming from? Somebody's finding them and selling them, or they're those gardening implements that we took. Uh, you know that uh, John Cooper brought right. up. Oh, that's not a machete. That's a gardening implement. But hey, so if they're getting machetes, where are they getting from them? Where? Who? That's they're getting them from those people that they can't seem to be able to contain. But of course, oh, we don't want to arrest people. And then there's the whole drug addiction. And then, you know, it's housing first is it's proven to fail as a policy on so, its own. All right. I'm going to jump in on that, though. But if there's if you're clearing the tent city and it's not a and, and you can't provide even temporary housing, you you have the expectation of, of where will these people then go? Like, take the politics out. Take what's been written about before out. Take take the perspective of one extreme to the other out. What do you do if you're that guy who's found himself not a prolific offender, maybe not even a, an addict, but just somebody who just has nothing and is sitting there going like, okay, I will move. I will leave. But where do you want me to go? Where am I to go? That's the part that really, that I struggle with. Well, cause I uh, want there to be well, uh, at least somewhere you, in the short term. Here's a shower. Here's a toilet. You're assuming these people are, are the ones that are, I think there's a mis misconception here that the people that are on that street and the ones that go in parks are, are, are the homeless people that we always go after. There is a core homeless number in the city, street homeless that have been, has not changed that much. It's what I think it's three, 400. Uh, and before they used to be spread around the city and they were, and they still are, there's still lots of those people out there. They live in Stanley park. You never find them. They're like invisible in there. They're, 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 they have their roots. They don't want to live in these places during, if you remember back to Strathcona, the people that were like the home, the, you know, the, the lifetime homeless people, some of them, like, I don't want to be in there. And so you'd see these people pulling up with campers. Remember in Strathcona? I do, but campers. see, you're, you're, you're taking me back to not, your, the, you're taking not, me back to your corner, though. I believe that there is yeah, at least they're not, they're one not the same person. People. But I want to know where that one person should go. Like, where is that person expected to go? If it were places. me, 
And this is me being my unspun self. And I'm naive. I get it. But I throw spaghetti at the wall and I see if it sticks. If there was a temporary shelter that... Okay, but let's talk about the one that has nowhere, right? Yeah, okay. If there was mm-hmm. a place, and it doesn't need to be underneath the Canby Street Bridge, but let's just say for shits and giggles, sorry, there's your E, uh, that it's one of those temporary tent structures that gathers almost like an event, that you're bringing the people together that have to go through some sort of screening because they they agree to that, to come into you're, a place in a space where you're, you're going to... Great. Vancouver is now the place where everybody gets to come and live oh. for free. Instead, no. instead of telling, no, wait, 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 <laughs> let's fight about this, but let's do so respectfully because I want you to answer my question first. Okay. Where would you have that person go when they have nothing? They have been living on the street rough, haven't had a shower in maybe months, have no clean clothes, have been like looking not their best self, let's say, probably smelling worse, have nowhere to go, no job, can't get a job because of the way they look and smell want help can't get it because they don't have an address to give somebody a you know where does that person go maybe we start with creating a place where that person can go where do they go is that you're asking me this question well i would say that first you have to find out who they are and that's where it becomes a big question mark and i think that we're being uh confused by a lot of the people and in in, that are down there about where these people are coming from, who they are, what their circumstances are. I, I believe that their circumstances, a lot of them, are not as dire sometimes. I don't go, I mean, there are people who are in significant dire straits, but there's a lot of people that are coming here because they heard they can come because they can. They have free drugs, free furniture, free food, free clothes. They have a chefs that come into that place. They, they, everything is there. There's a drug dispensing machine. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be these things. But if it becomes something that you say, come one, come all, pitch your tent on our sidewalk. We won't arrest you. We'll let you do this. Put your tent I'm not suggesting that that's an answer. Park, please your, please don't, please don't assume that I'm wants. saying that. I'm not saying no, that. No, no, but this is, what, this, is, this is the challenge we have. It's first of all, and now we're not even really allowed to ask for identification or request this stuff because then your pivot legal society comes after you for harassing people. And we're My in suggestion. of... You know, of, of well, just let me finish. This this is a problem that the city has taken this lackadaisical approach for so long, uh, and now they're pushing hard. And I think this isn't coming from the politicians. This is coming from staff. This comes thanks to the fire department saying this is a fire hazard. So that's good. That's a good hook. I get that's that. Cool. We got a reason. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. Now. I'm not arguing clearing the streets. I'm not arguing about the fire risk. I'm saying, and when I ask about the identifying the individual that that individual that needs the help, that could be part of the if you if you if you want a place to clean up and and safely stay while you can get to your next level in life where you can be self-supportive that that is the that is the the not the barrier but the the re, the way to get into that environment is to identify yourself is to agree to terms the terms of use of of this you know city funded space like there's just there I've done a bunch of events down on the downtown east side with plenty. My turn, my turn, plenty of places. My turn. The organization is telling them not to do that. They got them saying, "Don't do that because then you get your funding." And you, it's like they've created this whole culture down in the downtown east side that makes it impossible uh, to solve the problem. So what I was going to say there at the end there was when I did like the plenty of plates events 
And I looked in the eyes of people who were just having a hot meal served to them in a restaurant setting because we were doing the, the serving. Um, you know, there were some, there were certainly some people there that need 24 seven, 365 mental health supports probably would need mm-hmm. to live in a, in a, in an environment that is, um, under lock and key, frankly, that they need to be kept secure in, in terms of making sure that they had the meds that would, would help support them. There's some high risk people in there for sure. But then there are others that were just, you know, for whatever reason, they're, they're, they've lived this way their whole life. They've, they've always lived in poverty and they're, they're just trying to, trying to make ends meet in a time where affordability is crushing everybody. And it's just hit this one segment of society really, really hard. I think that's the message I'm trying to put forward is these are different times in this pandemic and, and wartime and politicization and divisiveness. Like there, what can we do in the immediate? I think is my question for those who aren't the ones that are coming here for the chef and the free drugs, you know, my air quotes are up. What, what about the people that fall through the cracks? Like we don't really have anything set up because it's being overwhelmed by the ones that you're putting forward as, as a very valid example. Like you and I agree largely on much of this. Well, I mean, there's 35,000 to 50,000 units that weren't built that we've talked about this over the last 30 years because of housing policies. Right. Uh, there are 2,500 homeless people, homeless, not, not street homeless, homeless. Let's remember, we got to define this. There are about 400 uh, street homeless people in Vancouver. Uh, 400 people that a big chunk of those uh, have, some of them have places to live. They don't want to live there, but that those are the people you prioritize. But you are also prioritize, and the city does do this, uh, and, the, and the organizations do this. They prioritize women or people who are in dire straits. But sometimes you can't get all everybody. And there's these prolific offenders that we talked about who are right. preying on the, the most vulnerable, who are the ones who maybe not even on the margins yet, but they certainly will be if they get enough crack and heroin inside them. Um, so, yeah. And that's what their job is, to get these people hooked on drugs so they can use them for horrible things. I mean, basically human trafficking right. uh, in our own city, on the sidewalks of our city. This is what's happening, and we're letting it happen because we feel bad about taking down their tents. No, there's a problem down here. It's out of control. It's anarchy, and it needs to be dealt with. And I, I, But I support the process they're going through. It shouldn't have had to get this point, though. The city let it happen. Right. And now they have to untangle this mess that they created because they were not tenacious uh, in always in the policy that used to exist, which was to move along at 7 a.m., get your tent off the sidewalk, get your tent out of the park. I'm sorry you're homeless. What, how can we help you? Here are the facilities you can meet for the day. You can hang out here for the day. We'll try to find right. you a home. But for now, you need to get off the sidewalk and you need to get out of our park so my our kids can play here and that guy can play baseball and et cetera, et cetera. And I can walk and shop on a sidewalk and not, not feel intimidated by people who are selling drugs and, and ripping apart bicycles to sell and that they stolen from my backyard downtown several times in our, on where I live here. It's, it's, it's out of control. It's anarchy. And the city hasn't taken responsibility for too long. And now they are. But it's not coming from the politicians. It's coming from the staff who's like the fire department, the police department, and engineering are driving this forward. Maybe because of staff changes. We've got a new, we've got a new head of engineering. We've got a new, uh, we've got a new um, fire chief. Uh, and a fairly new police chief. Maybe it's them that's driving this agenda. I don't know, but I don't get a sense it's Kennedy Stewart. Right. And I, I have to chime in here on uh, something that I think I put on Twitter, but I didn't say last week here on the show, because um, I got 
14 year old, he's six foot one now, he's big, tall, 14 year old, very capable, good kid, can free range all over the place, has been for years now. Um, but late last week, he just after 9.15, so the sun had just gone down, said, I'm just gonna go walk down the beach, mom. And I was like, no. If he was with a friend, I would have said yes, but he was gonna go by himself right. with his headphones and just go listen to music and go. And that's the first time I was like, hmm. not safe, but it's not safe. I, and I found myself really heartbroken over the fact that I've always okay. kind of held on to that, you know, we're all right, right? I don't, I don't feel like that now when I'm hearing more and more and, and not as many being reported as should be. So my message is to the, the people who are finding themselves uh, abused in some way in their neighborhood and not calling it in, thinking it can't help mm -hmm. to call it into police, call it in. It gets more people looking around and knowing what's going on. And, and you've said it so many times that that not having people on the streets, having the eyeballs on the streets, you said it about, like, always go back to the Granville Entertainment District because you're like, put patios mm -hmm. here, eyeballs, people are watching. Mm -hmm. If people aren't watching, shit happens. And, and that's when the bad mm -hmm. stuff happens. So, I mean, I've, graffiti, we, we might, graffiti, we might sound intense, like we're fighting, but I, I've said you're right, George, about five times in this conversation. So I'm pointing at so many of the things. And by the way, you did answer my question of where do you go? Because with the move along, you can go to this shelter for the day. You can have a, a, a place to wash up and, and have, a, have a meal that's provided for you. We can find out more about your housing needs and we can help get you in, into housing like that at 8th and Arbutus that's hopefully building, being built sometime in the next 10 years. Not if you elect team, but you know. Really? They, you think they bust that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's part of their plan. It's their mandate. They 100% don't want that. It's, it's, it's literally, literally it somewhere in their backyard. I don't know. Right. It's it's all we'll see. We'll uh, we'll see on October sixteenth and see what happens with the, when we know who our mayor is in council. Will it be the same people or will it be a bunch of newbies? We shall see. It will be your birthday though. We should have a birthday <laughs> party. We shall yeah, October fifteenth, twenty twenty two, George birthday. That's right. I should, I should. I'm on CTV um, uh, with uh, that night. So with uh, with Diane Watts, so that'll be interesting because for Vancouver and Surrey, it'll be the most interesting races. Victoria's interesting too, but it'll be uh, yeah. a lively night. And and uh, maybe I'll have some shot glasses and some uh, under under the desk and, and during the commercial breaks, and we'll do some. I think shots. that I think we're gonna get you some rhubarb gin. I think that's what's gonna happen, <laughs> just to bring things full circle and. Maybe you'll come on. Is it an exclusive thing with CTV? Or are you allowed to come on with me and Linda on our new show? No, I, have, I don't have exclusivity with anybody, Joe. Consider yourself booked on the Thursday. <laughs> on the Thursday after the municipal elections, you can give us the debrief on what we can expect uh, from who uh, who lands where. It'll be yes. interesting, man. Okay, follow Ugh. George on Twitter, George. I'm the Scott. Everybody just turned off their headphones like, damn that man. Damn so there's him. Wendy over here. <laughs> yeah, at Jody Vance on Twitter, at Unspun Podcast. Of course, go to unspunpodcast.com. Click on subscribe because wouldn't you want this in your inbox every week? And Jody, like I said last yeah. year, go jump in the lake. Bye. Really? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to go off that dock right there. See that? Right there.